tell you a little about, about this movie and why I chose this movie. The title of this movie is called Gravity. And to me, it's such a, an ironic title because if you know what gravity means, gravity is the force that keeps you anchored to the earth. It's what pulls you down. It's the reason why that chair is not floating right now. It's the reason why you're sitting down. It's what keeps us grounded. And the movie, though, is called Gravity. Throughout the whole movie, there's no gravity at all. She is just floating out in space. And she's trying to come to grips to reality uh, with the situation that just happened just to get herself anchored back on Earth. Does that make sense? So, so from the beginning, there's irony in the title itself because it's portraying something that the character does not have. Uh, to tell you a little bit more about the main character, the main character is called Ryan Stone, uh, which is played by actor Sandra, uh, Sandra Bullock. And she is uh, a scientist who goes up to fix the Hubble telescope. But what happens is that there is uh, debris that comes and kind of destroys uh, the area where they're working on and she just goes flying out into space. Her whole purpose now is to try to self, get herself grounded back into the space shuttle so that she can make it back home. This is the twist that I want you to understand. And the scripture I'm gonna be coming from is Exodus 14 and 13. That every now and then, when we go through life circumstances, we feel like we've lost gravity. We feel like we've lost a place to stand. We feel like we've lost a place to really be anchored and firm on our own two feet. And the scripture in, in Exodus 14, if you make your way there, I'm going to show you uh, what it says, what I'm telling you this. It, it, it tells us to stand so that we can see the salvation of the Lord. How many of you ever felt like you were just floating out in space? How many of you ever felt like this problems just comes one after another and you feel like you can't get one foot down before you can get the other one firm? And does anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever felt like you've just been tossed into outer space and nothing makes sense? You don't know which way is up, which way is down, which way is left, which way is right. Problems are coming and going. People are giving you all kinds of things. You don't know whether you're still grounded or not, but thanks be to God that he shows us how to gain some gravity in our circumstances. Amen? Amen? What I'm going to do is I'm going to read the scripture to you and I'm going to blend the movie with the scripture, with the message and we're going to have some fun with this. Is that okay? Yeah. That? Amen. Go to Exodus chapter 14 and we're going to read about from the 10th verse to the 14th verse. Now if you're not familiar with the scripture, look at somebody and say, it's okay. It's okay. That's what we're here for. This is the time now where Moses had pulled out the children of Israel from Egypt. You remember that they were in bondage for 400 years after Joseph had brought them in. And sometimes he were in something for so long that we can't pull ourselves out of it. We're in something for so long that when somebody does finally extract us, the safety and the comfort of what we were into sometimes is more safer to us than really being delivered. You ain't talking to me. Oh, man, I wish I had a church today. You're comfortable in your disorder that sometimes you'd rather stay in it than be out of it? Come on, I'm going to talk to this side right now. You ever been so comfortable in your malice, so comfortable in your evil, so comfortable in all the chaos that's going on that sometimes you'd rather stay in what you know than really venture out into the unknown. See, the movie tells us that, 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 that we're, we're comfortable being on earth, but here it is, a scientist who takes the risk, takes the journey to go on beyond space, leave the comfort of the groundness of her own two feet to go into outer space to do something that has never been done before. Many of us would rather stay where we at because I know this function. I know when he cusses me out. I know when she beat me upside the head. I know when the enemy is telling me. I know these things. But to come out of that and 
Now that's even scarier than what I'm used to. Can somebody talk to me back? Come on. So here it is. Watch this. Moses now extracts the children of Israel out of Egypt. Even though they were in bondage, they knew bondage. Even though they were slaves, they knew slavery. Even though they were oppressed, they knew oppression. Even though they knew were depressed, they knew depression. They knew the dysfunction that they were dealing with. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I'm praying for the enemy trying to take my voice, man. <coughs> We're going to get through this. Me, 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 me. There you go, right? Amen. So, so watch this. Here it is. They're going now through the wilderness, and, and you got to understand that any time you are bound to someone or to something, that thing is not going to let you go so easily. Oh, boy. <laughs> see, see, that ain't going to let you go so easily. You, you ever paid something off, and before you know it, you turn around, you be like, man, what the... How did I? Well, but we just, yeah. man, <laughs> that's what I always tell you. Don't take the hundred dollars if you ain't gonna spend it. Leave it in there because the minute you spend ten dollars and two cents, that's it. It's gone. You might as well count the whole hundred dollar gone. But 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 what you were in bondage in, you gotta understand that's a spiritual attack. That's what we speak about spiritual warfare. It's not gonna let you go so easily. Whether you're in a job, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're in a ministry, whatever it is, and if it's something that you're bound to, then they say, okay, walk out the door, but the battle is not over yet. Amen? Amen. So the enemy is coming after the children of Israel, and here they are, they hit the point where they can't go no more. See, sometimes God allows you to go into a dark alley where it may see a dead end so you can see the salvation of the Lord. There are circumstances sometimes in our life that all we have to do is just stand. You can't do nothing about it. You can't borrow the Susie to pay Johnny. You can't call Johnny to help Susie. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't get a loan out there. But God said, all you got to do is stand. Let me be me. You get you. Now it's time to beat me. Sometimes we want to do everything ourselves. But when are you going to let God be your God? Yes. Hallelujah. They come to a point now in their life, and this is what we pick up in verse 10. Exodus 14. And Pharaoh drew near the children of Israel. And, and the, it says, drew near. And the children of Israel lifted up the eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them so that they were very afraid. Sometimes God will let the enemy get right up in your face so he can extract out of you what you thought you had. And he'll bring that fear out of you. How many of us ever said, I'm not afraid of this. But sometimes things happen and you find yourself shaking in your jimmy. And you'll be like, man, I didn't know I was afraid of but God knew your flaw. God knew your doubts. God knew your left and your right. And sometimes he'll bring a big barking dog to bring it out of you. And he said, there it is. Let me take it out. Some of us got so many mess-ups inside of us, we don't even know what it is. But if you let the master surgeon, if you let the master psychiatrist bring it out of you, God will bring things out of you you never thought you had on the inside of you. And he'll make you refined, brand new as gold. Somebody say amen. Man, I'm preaching this thing already. Come on, somebody get the glory to God. He said, they drew near, and the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, so that they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, God, I'll make you cry out to him. Not your mama, not your daddy. I don't remember there was a time in my life, Pastor Linda, where I could 
mother no more. She was my saving grace. I will go to my mother for everything. Yes, I'm a mama's boy. I probably still am. No, I'm a wifey boy now. Can't be saved and say that no more. But my mother was my saving grace. I will call her for everything. Ma, can you do this? Ma, can you do that? Ma, they said this. And it was just something about her words that made my life so much better. But when I hit a certain age, I looked back and I said, Mama, I can't fix this. Daddy wasn't around. My brothers did not help me. I had to find another force, a bigger entity, something more powerful. And I started calling on the name of the Lord. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here today? It's just something about calling on the name of God. It just gives you a peace. It gives you a resilience. It gives you a stamina. It gives you a firmness to know and understand that as long as I got Jesus on my side, ain't no devil in hell that can tell me that my God does not work. Oh, I wish I had something. The enemies were so close to them that it made them. It made them. I want you to hear the words closely. They did not choose to. It made them cry out to God. It made them. There are circumstances in your life that are as tough as you are, as egotistic as you are, as firm as you are. It'll bring you buckling down to your knees that you've got no other choice but to cry, Jesus, in this situation. God. Can't even help it. Lips start quivering. You don't want to say the name of Jesus. All of a sudden you just spew it out. It's just too hard for you to bear. It's just too hard for you to hold. You can't share it with your friends. You can't tell your auntie. You can't tell your grandma. You just can't help it but you just call on the name of Jesus. They said they were so close it made them cry out to the Lord. And it says then, Moses, then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. Why have you dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, lead us alone, that we may serve the Egyptian for? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptian than that we should die in the wilderness. Can you imagine the craziness? This is where I want to say the pinnacle, the climax of the movie and the scripture come together. Here you saw the beginning of the movie where they were fixing something and she was tethered. She was attached to the Hubble telescope. But when debris came, it broke everything and it sent her flying out into space. And all her co-worker was telling her was, you have to detach yourself from what's flinging you further away from what's grinding you. The reason some of us, yes, I'm guilty. The reason some of us are flying into space further away from what pulls us, from what keeps us grounded in the world is because we refuse to detach ourselves from the problem that threw you in the same situation. Refuse to detach yourself from it. Here it is. The children of wilderness, the children of, of Israel, excuse me, out in the wilderness, already past the enemy, already got out the camp, already got out the city, already got out of slavery, already got out of bondage, and they still refuse to let go. They still refuse to detach themselves from where they came from. How many 
many of us still identify from where we came from? You know how I can tell we still do that? Because we still look at skin color. Oh, my God. I hit a sore spot. You know how we can tell that? Because we still refer to culture. But does not the Bible say whom the Son has set free is what? Free. So, so, so here's another one I'm going to hit you on. Behold, I am a new creation in who? But I'm still referring to where I came from. To where I came from. So 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 am I focused at what I'm still attached to or where I'm heading to? I know it's a sensitive situation, but somebody gotta speak about it. Amen. He says, they said, why do you bring us out here? Oh, I know. There was no place to die where I was at. There was no room for my carcass where I came from. So you drew me out to die out in the wilderness. You drew me out to die out in this situation. But not knowing that the same situation that's bringing you pain, God is using it to make you detach from where you came from. The pain, the hurt, the anguish, everything that you've been through. Everything that you are attached to, God is trying to fling you into a, an orbit so that you can detach from it. See, some of us have to be shaken real, real hard so you can let go. Because some of us hold on to things to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> you, you won't let go of that thing even after the divorce, even after the situation, even after the circumstance, the person but you know she used to could be and man he used to could be and oh my god and all this stuff let it go look at somebody say let it go it's bringing you more into outer space it's bringing you more out of orbit I know you were down and out I know you were homeless I know you were hurt I know you were depressed I know you were defeated I know you were but if you let it go you'll gain victory if you let it go you'll be a conqueror if you let it go you'll see the foundation of the Lord. Look at somebody and say, let it go. Let it go. I got to get gravity. I got to get gravity. Ryan Stone is flying into outer space. The first things that happens to her is that she panics and her breathing is uncontrolled. Her breathing is uncontrolled. Her, 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 her pneumatic regulation is uncontrolled. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. I said her pneumatic regulation mm -hmm. is uncontrolled. I'm going to put it to you like this. Pastor Linda's going to love me for this. In other words, her worship cycle was interrupted. Uh -huh. it, it, it's pneuma. Mm -hmm. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Pour out, right? So, 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 so the first thing that gets interrupted, you like that pastor, right? I call a pastor, man. I say pastor. So, so, so what happens is that when circumstance come to ruin your situation, your, your rhythm of worship gets interrupted. So you start panicking. You can't breathe, right? You don't know how to say it. I can't talk to you right now. Your breathing is out of pattern. You start to uh, go back instead of sit. You, you remember 
remember my, my wife and I, we always joke around. Did you remember Harlem Nights when they locked them in the boat? Yeah. And he was like, he calculated, yeah, yeah, he calculated how much air there was in the boat. He was like, you better take short breath. And he started. <laughs> right? So, so you have to understand. You, you have to learn how to regulate your breathing. Astronauts are trained to regulate their breathing. I was watching, in research on this, I was watching a, a video of an actual astronaut that says that you have to learn how to regulate your breathing because when you're being shot up into, into space with a rocket, it says your lungs are actually compressed all the way down. That you have to learn how to regulate it because if you if you breathe regularly when you're down here as a viewer up there you'll pass out um, yep. i'm gonna uh -huh. put that in biblical term uh -huh. every level you go to you can't breathe the same way <laughs> can i go deeper minister watch this that means that every level you go to your worship can't be the same like I'm worshiping in this level at this level somehow some way my, my, my fight gotta get a little stronger my tenacity gotta be a little stronger my stamina I gotta be able to stand up I gotta be able to stand I can't feel shit no more I gotta warfare I gotta do signal head time something got to give Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, get to work. 
stagnant because there are some who are relying on your orbital status to remain stable so that they can flow around you. And you wonder why blessings don't come your way because you're out of orbit. And when you're out of orbit, there are certain things that do not come. Because if I'm orbiting over here and something's supposed to come, I'm supposed to be close enough to grab that thing and pull it into my atmosphere. But if my brother's alt makes me come out of orbit, that means that I'm making him bigger than who I am. Yes. Somebody say gravity. gravity. I didn't mean to preach this thing like this hard, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to remember, you know, I'm a fool for Jesus. Forgive me. Amen. Let's keep reading. Somebody give, get, come on, get God some glory up in here. Amen. He says, you brought us out here to die. There were no more graves in Egypt. So you brought us out here to die. This is what Moses says. And Moses says, verse 13, <clears throat> to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still. Somebody say, stand still. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Uh -huh. I didn't give you my topic, but my topic for this is called just stand. Just stand. You have to do whatever you can to just stand. To stabilize yourself upon what pulls you down. That which pulls you down has to be bigger and greater than who you are. It can't be your money because you make your money. The money don't make you. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It has to be something greater, someone greater than you. And that greater one must be God. That greater one must be Jesus. Here it is. <coughs> the main character is flowing into space. And she's trying to see what's up or what's down. I already told you about the irregularity of her breathing. The next time, the next thing he says to her is, what can you see? Do you see? What can you see? He needs, she needs to get a visual because in order to stand, you need to know what's up and what's down. Because if you don't know which up, what's up and what's down, you'll stand on your head. Unless I check, very hard to do that. She, he asks her, what can you see? And you see that every time she goes by, you see the earth and you see darkness. You see the earth and you see darkness. Because she is spinning out of control. You need to get focused on what it is that grounds you. What's grounding you? What is it that you can see, that you can identify? Is it your faith? Is it your church? Is it your family? Is it your God? What can you see that can ground you on your own two feet. So the reason I say these things, <coughs> regulate your breathing, see your visual, is because these are principles that will help you before you get grounded on the things of God. These are principles that will help you before you get grounded on the things of God. One of the things that I love most about this movie is that if you, I've seen this movie multiple times, believe it or not. My wife will let you know. When I see a movie more than three times, I must really like it. So, she's all science, rhinestone, all science. She has taken this mission because she felt like she has nothing else on earth for her. You saw her mention that when the co-worker asked her what's home look like, she said a house with a lake and a daughter that she had. 
Her daughter had passed away in an accident, so therefore she felt like she has nothing else. So now she is, the, the, the whole movie it is, I want to say, a metaphor for her spinning out of orbit into depression. She was fighting depression before she even went up into the mission. So she's so lost in her depression that the, the physicality of what she was feeling spiritually manifested. What I love about this movie is that there is a very subtle quote during the movie where she says that if I never believed in you before, I will start today. That's all she said. There's no reference to God, but we know who she's talking about. Amen. And throughout the movie, she does not know how to pray. All she knows is science. But she went from science to faith because of the circumstance. Oh, if that ain't God. So, so, so here is the whole thing that I'm trying to teach you. That many circumstances in our life that comes to take gravity away from us, that though we feel like we're floating and falling into these situations, they really come to get us from our own reality to spirituality so that we can let go of what we see and hold on to what we don't, which is our faith. In our hope in God. Amen? Amen. These people are coming to Moses. And they're complaining and murmuring. And bickering. Refusing to let go of the tether. Of which they were pulled out of. Moses had just delivered them. From Egypt. Like a midwife delivers a newborn baby. And we know that the poor newborn baby. Has to let go of the placenta. Even so do the doctors have to cut it off. No matter if it hurts them or not. And Moses has to make the same decision. He has to cut the rope. So that they can see. That what lies beyond. What you normally know. What lies beyond the comfort zone. Is something greater. But now they come to a place where physicality. Does not see where it's taking them. They're between their enemy. And the Red Sea. And now that you've done all that you can. It's time for you to stand. You prayed your last prayer. You gave your last offering. You helped your last person. You've done all that you can. You don't see no way out. It's just a dead end. There's walls here, walls there. You can't go back. The enemy's on your tail. What can you do? Stand. You paid all your bills. You don't know what's going to happen. The doctor gave you the diagnosis. You don't know what's going to happen. You got X, Y, and Z. You took every medicine. You saw every doctor. What you going to do? Stand. The kids are safe. The husband's in shambles. The house is about to come down. You don't know what to do. You call your pastor. No answer. You call the elder. No answer. You call your friend. No answer. What are you going to do? Stand. It's time to take a stand. A stand for your faith. A stand for your hope. Somebody needs to stand for God right now. I stand for what I believe. I stand for what he told me to do. I stand for what he told me to do. I stand for what God has said. I don't know nothing else. I can't quote you no more scripture. I can't say nothing else. I ran out of oil. I ran out of money. People won't pray for me. The music ain't there. The minister won't talk to me. My friends won't call me. What can I do? Point of the age. You won't have the Bible. You won't have the scripture. You won't have. 
Man, I want to go crazy. I said, if it get done, it get done. If it don't, hey, well, this is another day tomorrow. What are you going to do? Be mad at me. I ain't going to satisfy everybody, so I'm going to stop trying. I got about a hundred people that I deal with on a daily basis. I know somebody's going to be disappointed at me. If it's you that day, well, oh well. I'll catch you next week. Next week I'll make you happy and I'll make somebody else mad. But you can't satisfy everybody. Come on, somebody. Be for real. I got people come to me. Apostle, I'm mad with you. Whoops, this week's your turn. You got to understand that. You got to be okay with it. Look at somebody say, you got to be okay with that. Can't satisfy everybody. I was driving myself crazy. Right around uh, April, March, April, around that time, after my wife, I almost had a nervous breakdown. Literally almost had a nervous breakdown. I was trying to satisfy everybody. I got three contractors calling me. Can you go over here? Can you go over there? I was doing three jobs in one day. Three jobs in one day. Driving from Dio to Oakhurst, from Oakhurst to Tom's River, Tom's River to Bricktown, from Bricktown to uh, Manalapa. We're going all around trying to satisfy everybody. Because to me, when you're not happy, it was like an ulcer. I was just getting this anxiety, pain here. And God was just watching me like this. <laughs> and I kept crying, I oh, hope God, oh why? Wailing, praying, speaking in tongues, wasting my tongues for nothing. Uh -huh. You waste your tongues for nothing. <laughs> and God said, let me be your father, son. Amen. See, you gotta learn your position. You're the son, he's the father. Let me bail you out. Let me throw my name out there. Let me, let me put Jesus out there in his name. Then when I let go and I let God, like we say so many times in the church, God just prevailed. And I was just riding the court of his glory. Amen? Because somebody said, that's me next. That's me next. <laughs> Let's close this up. Moses says to the people, look what he says. It is mm, 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 glory be to God. We have to be very keen. Keen. Look at somebody say, be keen. Be keen. We have to be very keen to the words that are put in this book. They're, they're, they're not mere haphazardly. They're there for a reason. Look what Moses says. He says, do not be afraid. In other words, he acknowledges what was being, what was separating them from God. Do, do not be What's keeping you from him? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Do, do not acknowledge what he's not acknowledging. Amen. The Bible said, in all the ways acknowledge him, he shall direct your path. Acknowledge, acknowledge him. When we come to prayer, we don't acknowledge God. Uh -huh. we, don't get me wrong, listen. Listen, we, we know he's there, but we don't acknowledge. To acknowledge, acknowledge means give all knowledge to him. In other words, it's always when you come to a room and you're struck by something so amazing that all you can see is that room. Kind of almost like how some of you got married when you saw your wife the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you're just struck by that thing. You just, you're still walking. You're like, oh my God. Look at her. God is saying, acknowledge it. We don't acknowledge God in prayer. I'm going to let you know why. Because we say, we come to prayer, we say, God is me again. Lord, I got this problem. And that problem, and all you talk to God is about your problem. So what are you acknowledging? Your fears. <laughs> God, let's sit together. This is, you're sitting together with the creator of the cosmos. He, he created a big bowl of gas in space. Put it there and told him, stay put. And all you want to talk about is your rent money. All you want to talk about 
is that pain that you're going to get back. All you want to talk about is that special somebody who you used to love to death. Now you can't stand no more. And God said, we didn't talk about anything. But I acknowledge what brings you fear. That's what Moses says. Do not be afraid. If I'm not going to be afraid, then what am I going to do? Look at somebody say, stand. stand. That's all God is asking you to do. Stand. But God, I'm afraid. I know. Stand. God, I'm depressed. I know. Stand. God, I'm alone. I know. Stand. God, I have no money. I know. Stand. God, I'm infirm. I know. Stand. God never told you that you would not deal with what you're dealing with. All he ever asked you was to what? Stand. I know you heard it, but stand while you heard it. I know he left you, but stand while he left you. I know she, 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 she did you dirty, but stand while you're going through. Don't show sign of weakness. Don't surrender. But in everything that you do, you stand. You continue to do good and standing. You continue to have faith in standing. You continue to cry out to the Lord in standing. And when your time comes, he said, you shall see the salvation of the Lord. Come on, everybody, standing. I have more, but I think you're good with that. <laughs> Watch the movie. <clears throat> it's on Netflix, on movie. Watch the movie. Watch it. It's going to bless you so much. One thing that I love about the movie is she goes through many multiple cycles in her mind. The gentleman that you saw, you heard speaking to her, who's played by George Clooney, is walking her through what to do. Breathe. Regulate your breathing. Where you're looking at. Make sure that you're being focused. Hold on to this. Hold on to that. Make sure that when you pass by, you hold on to this tether. And it's so amazing. Spoiler alert. That she finally does make it. She survives. But what she finds out is that this co-worker of her that was walking her through everything he had passed away a long time ago there was a point in time where he even comes into the cabin and he opens up the hatch and she thinks she's gonna blow away and he sits down with her and gives her some advice that's when she realizes that everything she was seeing was in her mind and the reason I tell you this is because though God speaks to our heart, He shows us with our mind. That's what the enemy's battlefield. It's our mind. We try to get you to blur your vision. What anchors you? What keeps your gravitational pull down so that you're not flying out into orbit? Or like the Bible says, tossed to and fro for many various Amen. 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 Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this awesome godly message.
We thank you for using the movie to speak to us. We thank you, God, that you speak to us in many, many areas. And Father, we pray that this message is home. Allow us to know and understand, oh God, that you are the gravity that pulls us down. You are what keeps us anchored. You are what keeps us from flowing into space and being hurled by every circumstances that the enemy brings. Father, what we shall do, no matter what, is stand and see your salvation. Look at somebody and say, something great is coming. But you just got to stand. Come on, put your hands together. Give God some glory.